Alright, you're listening to Burning Trash, comic book reviews and commentaries. I'm Jasper. Um, thanks for checking out the show. Um, to all new listeners, thank you for listen- Thank you for checking in. And to all loyal subscribers, thank you so much. Uh, this is a new show, so I'm on episode number three. Um, and uh, if you've listened to the first two, I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> each... Uh, each one of these episodes is sponsored by Plan 9 Print. Go to Plan9Print.com and place an order for stickers or shirts for your band, business website, or podcast. Um, each one of these episodes can also be found at ComicBookNoise.com. Comic Book Noise is run by my good friend and a local guy. Um, I'm from Detroit. Derek is from Detroit. Um, run, comic Book Noise is run by a local guy, Derek Howard. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks again, Derek, for uh, letting me uh, into your little comic book noise family. So rad. Okay, um, the book I'd like to speak to speak about tonight is uh, it's um, it's a Birds of Prey trade, and it's um, it's the first one that Gail Simone took over, and everyone raves about Gail Simone's writing. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'll check this out, and I, you know, the characters are like. Um, what Barbara Gordon and uh, as Oracle, of course, and um, Huntress and Black Canary, three likable characters in my in my book, anyways. And um, so you know, I figured I'd sample this. And um, I'm just a little bit of background on myself. Right now, what I'm doing is um, I might even be I might be redundant and talk about this in another show, anyways. But um, right now, what I'm doing is um, I am. I started reading, let's see, I read No Man's Land, like the entire thing, and it, it blew my mind. It was so good. It was really, really good. I would recommend any, like, you know, any casual Batman fans to go back and read No Man's Land. It's a real task because there's a cataclysm trade, and then there's five trades which cover each one of the stories. In fact, I used to collect Batman comics and No Man's Land was such a huge crossover, and it crossed over to so many titles that I did not purchase that it got me to quit reading comics altogether. Then um, later on, I jumped back into them, and um, I went back, and actually, uh, my buddy Chris from the Collected Comics Library, also a local guy, um, he loaned me, he had all the single issues, so uh, he loaned me um, No Man's Land, and I read it all, and it has a very climactic ending, and um, it introduces the Batgirl character, and um, there's some other twists in it. It's um, it's just really, um, it's, it's a really good story. So anyways, so I read No Man's Land, so I guess this is a No Man's Land review too. And when I do these reviews, I try to keep them... See, okay, write write me and let me know what you think. Um, write me at jasperplan9 at gmail.com. Um, I'm really, right now, I'm I'm having an issue as to whether I should um, include spoilers in these shows or not. Um, I'm trying not to right now. So, right now, this is a no-spoiler show. If, if it is a spoiler show, it's a very, very mild spoiler show. And, um... So anyways, back to me reading Batman. I believe it, um, I'm reading stories that took place in like uh, 1998, 1999. That's when No Man's Land took place. And um, so I read No Man's Land. After that, um, they came out with a trade called, uh, and I, it covered um, Detective Comics, I believe, um, Detective Comics um, 740 through 750. 
and um, I read that. That's called Evolution. That's a Raza Ghoul story. It also features. Oh man, help me with this girl's name. Oh shoot, she was in Fifty Two. She's a snake lady. Oh yeah. Oh something. Uh, Whisper a dare. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that um, evolution that featured Whisper to Dare, and I think it may have been the introduction of Whisper to Dare. And um, again, Pat Greg Ruck on the back because I'm gonna just uh, I'm gonna take a stab and say that he um, is another female character that he introduced into the Batman universe. So okay, so then we got evolution, uh, and that's a trade. And see, I stick to trades, but then I did go ahead and um, fill in some of the blanks and some of the gaps with single issues. So I think I have all the Batman issues and all the detective issues up until now. Anyways, okay, let's continue. After Evolution, they, they released two pay, two trades, and they're called, like, New Gotham, you know, one and two, whatever. And um, the second one was Officer Down. And uh, after Officer Down, great story, by the way. And if you're just jumping into the Batman universe and you want to maybe backtrack and you don't want to get as... Uh, committed as a, a story like No Man's Land by Officer Down. It's a quick read. It's like, you know, maybe six, maybe seven issues, and um, it plays out really well, and it kind of uh, touches on a couple key points that um, are good to know if you, um, you know, if you, if you follow the Batman universe and the Batman stories right now. So, okay. This is me and Officer Down now, and then um, after that they did... Oh, I think... Oh, Okay, Officer Down, um, and they they also inter in the in the um, in that interim they um, in the detective comics they introduced Sasha Bordeaux, um, Bruce Wayne's bodyguard, who is now you know who is like you know now in Checkmate and um, and also um, she was very uh, she's a very important character in um, the OMAC project. That is a really good book, by the way. I need to reread it and. Um, so they introduce Sasha Bordeaux. Greg Greg Rucka introduces introduces another uh, awesome female character. That's my little bell. All right, cool. And uh, so um, yeah, that that was during some single issues. And uh, Batman. Okay, now I'm reviewing uh, Batman Murder Fugitives. Okay, okay, Batman like uh, um slowly uh starts alienating his pals and people close to him and um it's it's kind of a cool twist on the character and um and then we get um the trade all these stories are collected in trade um batman or i'm sorry bruce wayne murderer and bruce wayne fugitive volumes one through three then that those are also a good read and then those lead right into hush in the Batman title. However, in the detective title, there are just some like loose issues, some one, you know, some, you know, issues that are uh, self-contained. Um, another story which is really rad, which I I don't think I'm going to review on the show because um, the way I like to approach the show is that I like to read a book, I like to um, sit down while it's fresh in my head, and I like to just riff on it and uh, maybe take a couple notes beforehand. That's how it's been going so far, and. Um, so okay, and um, we are up to uh, Hush, which um, it, it's a very popular story. Um, Jeff Loeb wrote it, Jim Lee penciled it. Um, that's that issue, um, that story was responsible for a lot of people um, 
buying comics again and becoming interested in comics again. Okay, and then we have Hush, and then um, I'm a, I'm gonna get a little foggy here. Um, after that, I knew like I know they did um, War Games, which is an amazing story. That's another that is another commitment within itself. That's got um, in, it's collected in trade, and um, the trades you want, would want to buy are War Drums, and then War Games Act One and two and three so that's four trades right there and then they released this little thing after it was like five issues and it's um collected and it's called war crimes it's not awesome but if you know if you want to keep uh reading about it then uh i guess i'd recommend picking it up i own the single issues so there we go and uh that puts us in um roughly into i don't know i don't want to think too much too much harder about um the batman um continuity or whatever oh you know what okay it goes um that goes right into um the red hood stories um like the, the two batman trades that were collected batman under the red hood and then um let's just leave it at that okay so <laughs> who wrote those two stories judd winnick judd winnick wrote batman under the red hood and i don't know who wrote because um since war games was a crossover it was various authors and various pencilers so okay anyways okay back into so my okay here's what's going on yeah this is why i talked about all these things um <laughs> i'm since i read no man's land i started reading every single one of the batman titles like um i became very uh i don't want to say obsessed very interested in the um cassandra kane character cassandra kane batgirl character i still think she's really interesting yeah, and um, I would recommend picking up those issues. Um, her self-title or her own title came out in um, 2000, early 2000. So what happened was, is I read No Man's Land, I read um, Batman, uh, you know, the title Batman, and then um, also Detective, and then I started reading the titles that um, kind of tie in or they're kind of like loosely related, like um, Batgirl. And then I read some of the Catwoman trades, and then I read, um, was there another one? I'm trying to think. I read Green Arrow, because that one started up in, like, 2001, and, um, that was the Kevin Smith, uh, Quiver story, and that was a very, that was a very good story. And then, um, fast forward to 2003, um, Gotham Central started, and I just did a review on Gotham Central, the first storyline, which was, uh, issues number one through five um i have all 40 issues and um, i found them on ebay for 20 bucks and um <laughs> all of uh all of the ones that were uh penciled by michael lark um are like signed by michael lark whoever owned them took them to a convention and him signed by michael lark so that was kind of cool a little bonus uh i paid 20 dollars for 40 issues plus shipping so i think i, I think i paid 30 dollars for all those issues so that was cool, and um, I don't have to buy the trades now. And I think when I bought them, the trades weren't even available. They're just now starting to come out the trades for that um, series. And it's a very good series, written by Greg Rucka as well. I think Ed Brubaker steps in at some point, or they juggle it, whatever. Um, so yeah, so then Gotham Central, and then next on the list um, is Birds for Prey. Oh, also somewhere in there... Um, Huntress, like Greg Rucka, really um, kind of revamps the Huntress character during No Man's Land, and um, another female character that he uh, does some cool shit on. Okay, and then uh, <laughs> he came out with a mini series called Cry for Blood, which was very good as well. And um, 
that has the question in it, and it has uh, Batman in it, and he doesn't trust the Huntress, and um, and it's based around the Huntress. It's a very good story. It's six issues. I own the single issues. It's available in trade. <sighs> wow, long episode, eh? Okay, and I'm not even into the meat and, into the meat and potatoes, as they say in the biz, of uh, this Birds of Trade book or Birds of Prey trade. So, let's get into this Birds of Prey trade. Okay, fast forward to 2003. I think I've covered everything. What, like, uh, yeah, did the, the Batgirl. I went through the Batgirl. They, they, re, they relaunched uh, Catwoman. I read a couple of those issues. And um, I was mildly impressed. And, um, and then I read Quiver, and that was a very good story. And, um, and I kept right on reading uh, Batman and Detective. And... Um, They'll stay pretty consistent. I, I really like, um, I was, um, okay, that, and those, those, uh, stories, let me see, was it, um, it was, um, just the Batman title, um, that introduced me to Ed Brubaker's writing and Scott McDaniel's art, and I really liked it, and, um, in the detective, um, title, that kind of, uh, I don't know, it kind of got me, like, further, um, further acquainted with uh, Greg Rucka's writing style, and um, I like that as well, and I don't know, I think they switched up pencilers on that series, but anyways, okay, so we're at 2003 now, and um, I'm like, I'm okay, my point is I'm reading chronologically, I'm picking up these titles as they go, there's certain titles that interest me, and I want to read them from the first issue on up, and I want to read them all in trade, and um, some of the other issues that I might be speaking about in the future are going to be um, Outsiders, and Teen Titans, because I have those trades, and possibly Wonder Woman, written by Greg Rucka, because he picked up the title in 2003 as well. So, okay, let, let's talk about Birds of Prey. Um, this is issue 56 um, through 61. It's a trade, and um, this is an issue that... Um, I'm going to pause right now, just because I don't want to lose any of the information I just spoke about. All right, good times. Um... <laughs> All right, this is um, the issue I'd like to speak about. The, f the focus of today's show is Birds of Prey issues 56 through 61. Now, issues 56, 56 is where um, I'm not positive about the penciler, Ed Bennis, which I am a. I really like. He, he draws, um, I guess he draws women really good, but no, he's a, um, he's a good penciler. You know, <laughs> I kind of have a problem with this. I'm not a prude or anything, but... Um, in his most recent work, he's been drawing like characters like Wonder Woman and Black Canary with their underwear up their ass. And now, I just, I don't think that female characters should be drawn that way. I feel like, I don't know, like I, I just feel like it, um, I don't, uh, um, it takes a little bit of, uh, I don't know. It takes a little bit about you. Know, it makes you take them less seriously. It makes them. Uh, it sexualizes them for no good reason. So that's all I'm going to say about that. And that's uh, that's for Ed Bennis and uh, Michael Turner does it. But um, Michael Turner is very predictable, and he's always done it. You know, he did Witchblade back when I was reading Witchblade a long time ago, and I was also reading. Um, he came out with a book called Fathom, and um, I read like one issue of that. But anyways, that's always been Michael Turner's thing. But um, as far as Ed Bennis goes, um, in these issues that I read with Gail Simone um, writing them, the um, Birds of Prey issues, um, they weren't drew, drawn that way. But um, 
he's on the Justice League of America title right now and Wonder Woman and uh, Black Canary and probably every other female that he draws has their panties up their ass. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's um, that's how you're fighting crime in uh, 2008, you know? I guess I got to get with the times. Okay. Let's try this again. Okay. I just read the trade. Um, it's called Of Like Minds. And uh, it's Birds of Prey, Of Like Minds. Um, and it it collected issues 56 through 61. Um, it was written by Gail Simone. And I read this issue because... Um, and I started at number 56 rather than start at issue number one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because um, everyone goes nuts and tells me how great of a writer that Gail Simone is. So I'm like, okay. Then I guess this is the jumping on issue that I should check out. So I'll wait, you know, till 2003, like till I'm reading those books. And I'll, uh, I'll jump on when Gail Simone jumps on as the new, uh, you know, creative team on this title. So I read this book. Um, let me read you the little plot synopsis. This hopefully isn't too spoilerific, I guess, for lack of a better word. This is right from the um, In Stock Trades website. Collecting the exciting, sold-out Birds of Prey 56-61 by the creative team Gail Simone, Ed Bennis, and Alex Lyle of Like Minds, guest-starring Nightwing, which is a very mild role. He was in there for like maybe two pages. Um, Nightwing and Batgirl. Okay, Batgirl's in also like two, three pages. Uh, shakes things up for Oracle, Black Canary, and Huntress. In a tricky legal and ethical dilemma, the birds show mercy to a would-be white-collar criminal, but their act of compassion brings them to the, the attention of master extortionists, and in parentheses, and one-time superhero savant. A man who claims he can outthink Oracle and outfight the Canary and prove it. Alright, so there we go. So Savant is the um, antagonist in these issues. And um, he's a fine antagonist. He doesn't, um, and to me, he doesn't really impress me. This is the first time I've read Birds of Prey, like I said. And um, I've always liked the Barbara Gordon character as Oracle. I think they did a really good job. It's whoever, um, whoever's responsible for making her, um, you know, after being uh, crippled, turning her into uh, Oracle, who, you know, is a, confined to a wheelchair and just um, is plugged into everything on the internet or cameras and satellites and all that stuff. And, you know, she's like the main person to go to for information for Batman and all the, all his related characters. Genius. That's what I have to say about Oracle. Um, Huntress, I have, uh, you know, I've grown to like her. It's not it's not that I've never liked her, but, um, you know, reading No Man's Land, and then after that, reading, uh, there are trust issues in No Man's Land, which is kind of cool. It kind of uh, adds depth to her character. And then um, that's further um, explored in the Cry for Blood um, miniseries, which, is, as I said, was collected. Um so we have um, basically birds of birds of prey are black canary and oracle, and black canary um, becomes captured and um, hunter uh, Bar Barbara Gordon, um, aka aka Oracle, is forced to call Huntress and uh, call her in for backup. And I guess they really don't want to because um, Huntress they still have trust issues with her. 
Um, another thing, another note I, t I, written, I wrote down, and I, I could tell this very early in the issue. Um, you can, you can tell that a woman wrote this book um, only because there are certain things, like maybe references to, um, uh, for lack of a better word, menstruation and girls being on their period type of thing, tampons, and um, I've never seen that written in like a book that like um, a male wrote. And um, also, there's like a scene where where they're both like where Black Canary, you know, meets with uh, meets with some people, comes back, reports back, and says, "Hey, this is what's going on. We have to go back in there and uh, get this done." Um, in the meantime, I ordered Chinese takeout. Let's eat, you know. And uh, Barbara Gordon goes, "Oh my God!" And Black Canary's like, "What? What? You know?" And uh, she goes, this shrimp is so good, you have to try it. And I'm like, oh man, you know, only a chick would write this. And I have nothing against um, women, you know, participating in, uh, you know, writing the comics and, and uh, you know, getting involved in fields that uh, are male-dominated. It's cool. I'm totally into it. Music, everything. Um, I encourage it. I want more, like, women writers to shake things up. And uh, everyone says Gail Simone's the best, you know. She's, she's on Wonder Woman now. What else did she do? She did Villains United. I read that. Um, that title didn't really stick with me. She did Secret Six. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you can t in my notes. So, yeah, you can tell a woman wrote this book. Um, okay, I touched on a couple of these other things. Um, the ending, you know, yeah, like I said, the main antagonist was Savant, and then there were some. Uh, issues with white collar um black male in this issue and um savant does at some point make his way to arkham asylum and um it's not a very climactic ending it's almost like you felt like he was gonna um there's there are some other things in between like some uh tension within the team that causes uh you know, that causes you to go, oh, wait, whoa, I hope this uh, doesn't happen, or, you know, it would be awesome if this does happen. So there is some tension within the team, like, between, like, maybe, like, Oracle and uh, Black Canary, which makes the book interesting. However, it seems very forced. It seems like they wanted to put that in there, like, okay, this book is, um, the story, the bare-bones version of it is a little bit weak. What if we throw this in here? That's how it felt to me. It felt just a little bit too forced. And then um, it ends. It's not very climactic, and it's not really a cliffhanger. So really, what I took away from this book, um, oh, and I wrote in my notes, <laughs> not really a cliffhanger ending, more like an after-school special. And um, So what I took away from this book was um, it just, it just kind of... Uh, um, it kind of showed uh, more of the relationship between um, the three characters, Black Canary, Huntress, and um, Oracle. And also Savant. And um, I don't know, I forget the guy's name. There's another um, man, male character in the issue. And he's a good character. And um, I don't know if they're going to bring him back or if he's going to be a recurring character. But he's not a hero, he's just, um, he's just a normal civilian. So that's what I got from this issue. Um... Was I impressed? Not really. Am I going to read the rest of those trades? Yeah. So I have the two um, 
following trades, which I borrowed from a friend. So I'm going to read the two follow-up trades, and I probably will do another show talking about them, and uh, possibly another two shows, or maybe I'll just roll it into one show. But yeah, like I said, was I impressed? Not really. Um, uh, was it? Uh, was this issue worth, worth reading? Um, you know, to kind of get an idea of what Gail Simone's all about. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I read it. I'm glad I read it. I'm glad I have like a little bit more um, insight into what the relationship um, between Barbara Gordon and Black Canary and Huntress is at this point. Again, this came out in 2003. It was issues 56 through 61. Um, on that note, I'm going to wrap the show up. Um, thanks so much for listening. This issue, this um, episode ran a little bit long just because I talked about a, a bunch of background stuff. Um, sometimes people like that. And um, since this is a new show, I think some people will, I don't know, will appreciate that information about myself. So um, feel free to write me. Let me know um, if you'd like more spoilers in these episodes. Um, Give me some feedback, positive or negative. Send it to jasperplan9, and that's all spelled out, N-I-N-E, jasperplan9 at gmail.com. Um, go, go to my MySpace. Add, add me on MySpace. Add me on Twitter. Go to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, go to uh, myspace.com slash plan9print. Add me on Twitter if you'd like to uh, hear about everything I'm doing <laughs> or like part of thing, whatever. Um, add me on Twitter. Um, my um, Twitter ID is twitter.com slash jasperplan9 just like my email address awesome as always um, the burning trash oh yeah listen to my other listen to my other show um, which is found at Plan 9 Print my other show is called the Plan 9 Rock Show where I play a lot of punk and rock and roll in fact I'm going to end with a song excuse me and um Go to plan9print.com and place an order for stickers or shirts for your band, business, website, or podcast. As always, uh, yeah, these uh, these shows are sponsored by Plan 9 Print. And again, special thanks to Derek Coward for including me in the feed, um, the Comic Book Noise feed. And um, if you'd just like to listen to this show, you can find it at comicbooknoise.com. And uh, check out some of the other shows. He's got some good shows out there. There's a lot of them, you know, too many for me to keep up with. But I do... Um, I do enjoy listening to Derek's shows, and uh, especially most recently when uh, they're the shows where he's driving to work, and he's driving in Detroit. So I can totally relate to all the, um, you know, all the um, <laughs> all the additional information about his uh, drive to work, because I drive in Detroit as well. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up with a song. I hope I like opening with a song just to kind of get people uh, fired up. If that if that's what it does, um, I'm gonna end with the song. I really like this song a lot, man. This song is called "The Party" by a band called The Star Spangles. It came out back in 2003. It's on a record called Bazooka. And if you like it, buy the record. And they came out with the new record this year um, called Dirty Bomb, and it's very good. Um, so yeah, again, this is "The Party" by The Star Spangles. Thank you so much for listening. Oh,